Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I am Condra Boudreau. We're here to talk about Minute 55 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with Fox saying, hand on shoulder, I'm so glad he was you, and it ends with Badger searching for Christofferson. Condra, validate your Fox children. We've been saying this over and over again, and now it's finally come true. It's finally happened! And Ash is crying, and now I'm crying, and I can't handle (laughs) it. It's too pure. It's too much for this morning for me. I just, it was a lot. I actually, I didn't like actually tear up, but it was one of those, I was like, if I was a little more tired, I definitely would be crying right now. Yeah, last minute, I specifically asked, like, has Ash heard the words, I love you from his father, just kind of get it this minute because when fox says this like i'm so glad he was you like that's a strong thing for a parent to say and like it's a strong thing for both also for mr fox to realize you know what like of all the possibilities like i could have had a son who was like this great athlete like christopherson or something but like no he like he realizes at the end of the day no the person i'm happy to be my son is ash like i'm so proud of him it was really and i've i've been berating um Fox quite a bit and how I don't like Fox. You have? Yeah, just a bit. And <laughs> honest, honestly, in this moment or in this minute, I really like the way Clooney gave the lines, um, the animation, the cradling of um, Ash's face, Fox saying, yeah. it's not your fault, it's mine. Like all of mm-hmm. it. I just, I believed it. I was here for it. And it was such a touching moment. And like Ash's reaction to it afterwards was so sweet. It was so nice to see such such a moment. Um, yeah. And especially Sincerity. in all of this, that's in, in, in all of that's been going on. It's so, so sweet. And the, yeah, I liked the way Mr. Fox like pulls his face up and looks in, looks his son in the eyes. I mean, this is also kind of like what Mr. Fox is thinking like is going to be his final goodbye to his son. Which is kind of crazy to think about, but yeah. Devastating. But yeah, it's a good way to go if, if, if he sold it that well. Absolutely. I mean, it's an amazing conclusion to a cliffhanger that we had last minute. And it's just, it's so thoughtful. I just, it really like spoke to me in a way that like, I don't connect to this in that I don't have a son. I am not about to... You don't to, have a father? I'm not, see- I don't, I'm not seemingly going to my death because of some dumb stuff I just did. But it's really Fox coming to terms with himself and really buying into the character and everything that's been going on in the movie and just living in the moment. Well, yes. The reason I quipped you don't have a father is uh, I feel like even if you don't connect with Fox in this moment, you can connect with Ash, who has like... Everyone has a biological father. Not everyone has a, like, father in their family, so to speak. Everyone has a potential for even... this. I mean, Tyler, I'm going to just throw it out here. Men are no longer needed for the reproductive process. Women can... Okay, okay. What? You know what I mean, though. So yes. most people have the potential for, like, a, a relationship with their father. And it's it's a common thing for, like, relationships with fathers to be tenuous. So I feel like... From the Ash perspective, this might be a very common relationship to deal with. So, yeah. It ends in a way that parallels and also completely goes against the way Felicity and Mr. Fox's 
moment ended because the the two the two of them come together but felicity still has that quip of like i shouldn't have married you where ash doesn't say anything and instead he starts crying like that's such a significant difference between their two interactions that ash doesn't have anything to say he just accepts it and it shows how he's different from his father because his father very often has to have have the last word and ash just takes it in for what it is i like that last point what i was going to say is if fox had said uh it's not your fault it's mine to felicity felicity would have said like yes it is your fault absolutely and then but ash as you said he he doesn't have to have the last word he just doesn't say anything he just kind of lets the moment happen and cries i'm very similar to ash in that regards that i often will just i not that i cry um i'm dead inside but um (laughs) (laughs) but i often am not the one to have the last word i let whomever was speaking prior to me let it settle and if i have something to say i may or may not even say it and like Ash's reaction just it sat with me in a way that I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is me in a lot of ways. And so that was very interesting to have that connecting moment to Ash that I don't feel like I've really had this whole movie. And it's these quiet moments where we see the characters cry that are really strong in this movie, because especially because you have to pay extra close attention because it's not immediately obvious that they're crying with the, the claymation and the effects. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's crying like this is this is a moment. And normally in movies, when characters cry, they, like they'll have a big moment or like a montage. But you rarely just see scenes like this where it's just like a couple tears just for a second, half a second. And then we kind of cut away a lot like the scene we had with Agnes earlier. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about like the Disney princesses that cry or like show excessive emotion, they're usually throwing themselves onto something and like bawling yeah. in some ways or lots of times it's like excessive wailing it's very like antiquities funerary march Mm -hmm. as opposed to like like this moment where it's just a few tears welling up in his eyes and he has this moment of silence speaking of tears welling up in our eyes is this the end of mr fox we cut to the next segment of the minute where mr fox is is leaving he's saying bon voyage he's climbing up the ladder to go to the street and we're never going to see him again if this was a, a cartoon the episode would end with is this the end for fantastic mr fox like an old batman cartoon or yeah like a hardy boys cover or something like mm, clearly yeah. it's not the end of the hardy boys i'm pretty sure there's 30 more books after this yeah and i mean there's 30 more minutes left of this film basically Whoa. but he's got a little truce flag that's like super tight he improvises and it's like he yeah or does absolutely. he and then that's my Did my have it my theory along? is that he like oh I'll get a little stick in this pocket and a little white cloth in this pocket and then I'll pretend that I improvise this little flag thing because Mr. Fox is extra. I don't know. I mean, not as extra as Mr. Bean or Farmer Bean, but also not as extra as Mr. Also Bean. Extra. Also not. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about Mr. Bean in class the other morning. It was great. I liked it a lot in terms of art care. And how not to care for art. Was um, there like a Mr. Bean clip where but, he like throws a painting or something? No, he like sneezes on a painting and then he tries to clean it off and ends up wiping away oh, the that's painting really funny, because he just escalates it to like. <laughs> that's, that, like that's a solid using... Mr. Bean bit though. Like, Oh, it's, it's like a classic bit. Absolutely. But it's just, it was very funny that we were talking about it in class. 
but on top of the little white truce flag, he does a very sad, slow version of his trademark with the <laughs> slowest little whistle. Uh, yeah, something like that. He just looks so forlorn. But the one thing I thought about all of this is his goodbye doesn't really match the rest of it. Like, his goodbye isn't necessarily sorrowful. It's... He's trying to get like he's he's trying to do like a quirky little like goodbye. He's he does the little the sad little whistle and then he says like yeah. goodbye. It, just, it it kind of broke the moment right? for me because like everyone was looking so sad. Felicity was looking down at Ash. Oh, I wrote down who was at Mr. Fox's farewell. If if you want that, I, I don't think we need it. It's just a bunch of the critters that have been gathered. But if you sure. want to rattle them off, it's rattle Kylie, them off. Kylie, Rabbit's ex, Little Badger, Weasel, Agnes, the rab- two rabbit children. Phil the Mole, Badger, Beaver, and then Ash and Felicity in the middle. And I was thinking about it, like, why is Rabbit's ex there and not Rabbit? Like, are, is Miss... Oh, maybe Fox and Rabbit's or, ex had a thing. Are they closer, like, in when the divorce happened or the separation of Rabbit and Rabbit's ex? Were the foxes on the side of Rabbit's ex? Were they all mad at Rabbit? Maybe. I mean, I mean I'm mad at Rabbit. Same. Um, but Felicity, like looking down to Ash and checking on to see how her son is doing, like she's holding herself together because she's concerned for her son. That's really, really sweet. I'm surprised all the children except for Beaver's son are there. Like that's kind of surprising to me, but position wise, it's very cool. Like how they're arranged and it's kind of staggered and size wise, it works that all the children are there because they fit into the screen where I think if some of the other adults were, they wouldn't. What I wanted to comment about the uh, goodbye is that it's the emotion of uh, when someone makes a joke at a funeral and you're like crying, but you like have to like force out a laugh. Like that's what he's like going for. I don't know, though. It still doesn't seem quite right. It's very flat. I think it's just flat. I think it's a flat goodbye. There's no like enunciation to it that would make it stand out as something more than... What did you want him to say? Like, goodbye. I think I, I would have liked it to be a little more sorrowful. I like I like that he he does the thing where he needs to end with a joke or something. And in this case, it like it it falls flat in the room, but like to me, it's effective. It's a good joke. Okay. Uh, another thing, it, where is Fox going? We know that the streets He's going blocked to street off, level. don't we? I don't know how that. Maybe he'd like stick the little flag out if. Wait, are manhole covers the ones that have holes in them, or are they the ones that don't have holes in them? Usually, manhole covers the ones that don't have holes in them. Because if they if they had hmm. holes, it would be a grate or something, right? Maybe he's Maybe just not, going to though. bang on the manhole cover and like let me out. And then when he like when they move the car and like move the grate or move the manhole cover, he'll start waving his little flag. But then that's very unceremoniously because he's going to still continue yeah. making noise and the, the critters down below are going to hear it. Yeah, so it's going to be like, uh-huh, what's he doing? But yeah, so we see a sign that says up up this ladder to street level, but we know from the earlier minute that the street level's been blocked off by a station wagon. So like head gesture of confusion. Maybe the station wagon isn't there anymore. All right, and then so after Fox leaves, uh, Badger takes it upon himself to take control because Ooh. the patriarchy, and he says, <laughs> uh, he says, I guess we should probably split up into a certain number of groups and do something. I mean, Badger's trying so hard, but he he just is falling so flat. Um, and uh, 
all the critters just looking yeah, to him it, kind of with like this confusion disgust like what are you talking about face is also pretty funny yeah so it's like it's a good way to communicate the idea that like fox is really the person holding them all together and without fox they're kind of directionless bill murray's delivery is great it it's a very funny line and it just it says a lot about the way the the yeah. critters are organized and it's very much a throwback to the book too that fox is really like the leader of the group and then uh so we're never gonna see fox again so we cut to christopherson trapped in some milk crates apple crate uh in or sorry apple crates but for the listener at home it's the same thing as a milk crate but it says apple crate having trouble picturing it but, but like if you told if you told me like an apple crate, I wouldn't like know what to think of. But like when you say the word milk crate, I'm like, yeah, like a milk crate. Are milk crates a thing anymore, though? I feel like not really. But I feel like in schools they still probably are because they still have like milk cartons in like elementary schools. They do. I don't know. I think maybe they are plastic now, but I don't know. I feel like milk crates like a, a thing that you know what it is. It's like a a plastic apple- diamond crate. Yeah plastic diamonds like these rings that i'm wearing whoa bling tyler um so so yeah we see he he's whimpering in these apple crates and then we hear him say like can i get a glass of water and then he says excuse me that's that's basically it we see christopherson's trapped in this attic looking area a couple things with this whole little bit first the crate says being red remarkable count 150 in Enhanced. Did we know the name of his his apples yet? No. Enhanced so, so cider apples. Presumably he, yeah. So presumably we know that uh, Bean invented his own type of apple. We did so know that already. it's the Red Remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And presumably that apple crate can carry up to 150 apples in it. But it looks too small for Whoa. that. So I wonder how big the apples are. If they're like smaller size, like Maybe Max. they're like small juicy apples. But for cider, I guess that would be good for cider. I'm trying to think of what kind of apples are normally used for cider. And I guess it's just kind of a smorgasbord of everything. Cider. I didn't really see anything in the attic that looked... There was like a soccer ball laying there, around. There were like some golf some clubs, like, a empty yoga bottles. mat, and some rackets. So like an assortment of sport yeah. equipment. But nothing really yeah, to look so at. Not, yeah, nothing. Like in terms of like background design, like this, like this is no like Felicity's Kitchen I, I will say the color design is great because the whole thing is just brown. Like, everything in the room is brown. Except for the bright red apple crate. So it really stands yeah. out. Yeah. No, I was thinking that, too. I was, like, looking around. I, like, paused the minute at that point, And I was like, is there anything to talk about? And there really is not. Like, everything's boxed and hidden and just a couple things. And it's just like, oh, I guess there's not much to look at this minute. But I guess that's the point to make is like when we see the critters interior spaces, it's like beautiful and very intricate. But when we see the human interior spaces, a lot of times it's like, eh, it's just kind of there. Yeah. So the other thing that I was thinking about when Christopherson speaks, is he assuming that the humans are going to understand him? And this is that thing we keep going back to that. Like, do they understand each other's languages? I think so. But it's also at the same time, like if you were like trapped behind enemy lines and you were like calling for help, but you only knew English, you're going to say help in English. What are you going to do? I guess. No, that makes sense. Even if there was different ways to, of speaking between humans and foxes, what is he going to do? Speak human? Maybe he is. We never really clarified All right. that. <laughs> 
All right. And then we have a final cutaway, little like five seconds of uh, we cut back to the sewers, although they're not in the sewers anymore. They're in like electric tunnels now. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of just looking around for Christofferson. And they say, Christofferson, where are you? Badger, you're so helpful. It it It's Badger and Kylie and like a rabbit or something. Yeah. And that's the end of the minute. Woo. We have the four little segments in this minute. So yeah. uh, we got there. But we'll talk more about the whatever they're doing searching for Christofferson in the next minute. Because I honestly like, I don't know what like the next five minutes or so of the movie are. I think I do, but I'm not 100%. I, I can't oh, I might remember. Okay. I think I kind of remember now, but like, we're, we'll get to it. Yeah. So uh, if you want to know what happens in the future minute, uh, talk to us next week on minute 56 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Condor, you got anything else? Would it be talk to us or would it be listen to us? Uh, well, I'm I assuming that the people listening also talk and they're just, they're having a conversation with us that we just can't hear. Oh, okay. That makes sense. If you like what you're hearing, you can rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or some other podcast listening sites. Holler at us on Twitter. The show's page is at Amateur Nerds, and my personal page is at Tyler Booty. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Not pages. Uh, Seeds. Handles. Yeah, that's there we go. Handles. That's the word I was looking for. Um, Couldn't get a handle on that vocabulary. Whoa. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments about future minutes, you can email us at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. And we hope you have a fantastic day. I'm Tyler Boudreau. And I've been Condra. And we hope you... <laughs> Let's do that all again. The whole thing? Like, how far back? The whole minute. The whole minute? Great. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> fantastic.